Welcome back to This Week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics here in ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports and IndianHillBraves.org. I'm Jason Griefer. As always, we're joined by Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps. Brian, appreciate some of the time uh, here this week. Busy week as always. Uh, let's get right into it. And uh, first of all, always like to uh, talk about your star gymnast, Raylan Coward. Of course, uh, since we last talked, she was named Cincinnati Inquirer Player of the Week with her uh, performance up at Centerville, which we talked about uh, on last week's show, she went out to uh, Anderson this past weekend for uh, their big win the day event with uh, a, a lot of teams and a lot of strong performers out there individually. Uh, how did she perform out there at the win the day event? She had a pretty good day. Um, what was great about the event for her, the plan uh, going into that event is to try to add some new things into the routine, see if, if some different things could earn her that extra half a point. So she really used that uh, invitational um, is, is kind of an experimental type of invitational. So, you know, it, it's tough, not kind of her normal, comfortable routine, but she was, uh, you know, she gave it a go to see if some things would work going into the city championships in Turpin and obviously getting ready for, for, uh, for the, the OHSAA tournament. So um, all in all, pretty good. I don't think she scored in place the way that she's been, uh, most of the year. But like I said, this meet was kind of used a little bit differently to kind of get her some confidence with some other type of routines. How did she feel coming out of that with the way she was executing those routines? Did she feel good about being possibly be able to use those added bits? Uh, at least you said the city championships, for example. Yeah. You, you know, so Turpin coming up, hopefully she can, she can use that meet kind of the same thing. I think anytime you're not totally comfortable with anything, it's a little nerve wracking. And, uh, you know, she, wants to win and everything she does and uh, you know every time she goes out so I would say a little disappointment just for not making you know every routine as perfect as she wants it to be but again that's kind of the learning process and why you add some things and try some things out so sure if she wanted to come out of there being the best gymnast and from a score standpoint it didn't happen this past weekend but hopefully it's kind of building blocks into the next uh, the next meet. Let's switch gears. Let's move into the pool. Let's talk about your uh, diving team uh, here today. They went to Marymount on Saturday and uh, saw some good results come there. Maggie Overberg pl- finishes first. Josie Festa finishes uh, second. So really good results there uh, out at Marymount. Marymount always has a strong aquatics program, it, it, as we know. So now they're slated to take on West Claremont on Saturday. You know, big senior day, helping kind of wind the regular season uh, down here as we're heading into the postseason, which is just right around the corner. And we'll talk about the postseason a little bit more on next week's show. But uh, to get these results against a strong program like Marymont, I have to imagine that's a pretty good shot in the arm uh, for their confidence, ahead of, not only heading into the sectional or into the postseason, but also against West Claremont on senior day. Yeah, that's right. You know, West Claremont's set up to kind of recognize a lot of divers all across the city. It'll be one more tune-up uh, before at Division Two level. There's not a sectional this year. It goes right into districts uh, to Miami. So it, one more tune-up for some of our kids to uh, get a shot at, at districts and advance to state. And we feel like we have uh, a few divers that can make it on the state, but uh, they got to have great days. And we all know that. It comes down to, to one meet or one invitational, one game to – be able to move on, and and that's where we are at this point for diving. Are they looking to maybe do something like Raylan did in the win the day meet for her, and use maybe use this West Claremont meet as a way to maybe 
try a new thing or hoot too, maybe add a half a half turn or a second a half another half roll on one of their dives, maybe experiment a little? Well, our diving coach, Ray Noble, I, I think every opportunity we have to dive is just taking that next step. So whether it is trying to add that one last piece before the district meet or just um, you, you know trying to come out of there as clean as possible and, and feeling good, I, it's going to depend on the diver. You know, I know that he's more comfortable with where some of our divers are in their routines and they just need to keep doing that to be ready. And a couple of our other divers, just as you mentioned, need to add that half turn or one little extra piece. So kind of depending on who it is will be the, the plan for the day. But um, again, at West Claremont, hopefully it's a little bit of a confidence builder going in the districts. Let's talk about your wrestling team. And we were hoping to preview a, a kind of a big CHL quad match since there's you know not a CHL championship uh, this season. But you were scheduled to have a, a quad on Thursday with Madeira, Deer Park, and Finneytown, a really big tune-up intended for the uh, sectionals. But now that is not going to happen. Uh, uh, take us through the circumstances there and uh, what's next for the wrestling program. Yeah, we came out of a meet a couple of Saturdays ago, and um, unfortunately, we uh, the, the the bug hit us and wiped us out. So, however, I, I will say, you know, our coach Nate Iger um, tried to plan for this all year that our meets, our invitationals, our smaller quads, whatever we we're going to host or go to, um, ended in a time so we could still be ready for the tournament and have some practice time. And that's exactly what's happened. We're our, our program shut down right now, but we're getting ready to come back here um, soon and it'll give us a chance to practice and get ready for sectionals. But, um, and we, we, we are finished with our season until the tournament starts. How are they going to go about preparing for the, the sectional at that point, given the fact that you're no longer going to have any outside competition? I'd have to imagine it's going to be a little bit tougher, given that you're, gonna, you're not going to see a, a, a different opponent across from you and, may, and therefore maybe run the risk of going into the sectional a little cold. Yeah, it's a great question. And we will find out if a little bit of a layoff kind of helps us and you know gets mm-hmm. us a, a little healthier and all that kind of stuff, or – if our conditioning just can't, you know, we can't catch up on the conditioning. And as you said, kind of seeing those other opponents and it's just the best we have right now. So we're going to try to make the, the most out of, you know, a tough situation. And um, we, we don't know how it's going to turn out, but we're, we're going to, we're going to take the positive spin that the, the extra rest will help us going into the tournament and see what happens. That could very well be the case. A lot of other programs are trying to load up with as many matches uh, as possible. So there could be some potential fatigue from those and give your team an unforeseen advantage when it gets to that point. Uh, let's move on to basketball. Let's start with the girls first. They're currently right in the thick of things for that league title. They're currently sitting tied with Marymount at the top at seven and two in the league. Wyoming right behind at six and two. You know, last week we uh, go on the road and get a, a gritty win against a strong Taylor team, win that game 47 42. Saturday, this past Saturday, take care of business rather easily against Finneytown 57-29, but sandwiched in between that, a, uh, a tough loss to Wyoming for sure, losing that one 50-44, despite the fact that Ella Riggs could not miss seemingly. She scored 36 of the 44 points, but it, it wasn't enough. Wyoming's a very good uh, defensive team. Now we look ahead, and we have a rematch coming this week with Wyoming, and it could very well you know, potentially – 
knock them out as far as winning the league title. They've been, they've been very good uh, in the league. It's also slated to be senior night. We'll honor uh, Kennedy Green and Jaden James there. But uh, in talking as far as the, the whole team goes, and you can also touch on those seniors if you like, how are the coaches going about getting the other players prepared for this game to take some of the pressure off of Ella so that you don't need her to score 90% of your points, for example. And I know this was an outlier, but to have them ready, because you have to know Wyoming's gunning for her. Yeah, no. So I kind of to back up a little bit, uh, back to that Taylor game, which was such a fun game. Taylor just gave, I, they really gave us a great effort. Ella Riggs scored her thousandth point in that game. So we were able to celebrate that and, and the Taylor community did a great job kind of celebrating since we were, we were at, at Taylor, Larry Hurgis, their athletic director really did a just first class job um, celebrating that with us. So that, that, that was, that was great. The Wyoming game was a great game and, 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 you know, Ella really took over and scored most of the points. And, um, you know, as you mentioned, and we knew it would be a a tough game. They're, they're tough, gritty players. And, um, we get another chance, you know, when we knock Marymount off and kind of getting that revenge game uh, back, I think that gave us a lot of confidence. And as you mentioned, uh, put us right back in the thick of things to, to, to be league champs or co-champs or whatever, however it turns out. And it's right in front of us. You, you know, we have a chance to, to kind of get that same revenge game as we did with Marymount uh, off Wyoming, but we, we know we have a tall task ahead of us. We know they're going to be trying to, figure out how to stop Ella. And as you mentioned, it's that, that that's why you have a team. That's why there's five girls on the court. And um, we, we've seen throughout the year, some of the other girls step up and hit big shots. And um, because all year Ella's been the focus, obviously. And uh, we, we've seen in different games, lots of different kids contribute. So that's what we will need against Wyoming. No doubt we'll need a full team effort and um, hopefully Hopefully we're ready to go. We'll see how, how it goes. And, and as you mentioned, it, it'll be a great opportunity to celebrate our two seniors, Kennedy and Jaden. And they've been, you know, a ton to our program. And those are two of the players that we will expect to get good games out of. Uh, they, they've, they've both played well uh, this year. And um, it'd be a, a great night for them to play well again, for sure. And uh, behind Wyoming, it's slated right now to close out the regular season against Madeira, who's well, well down in the CHL standings, but it also gets us ready for the postseason. And we all, and we now know the draw that has been announced for the sectionals. Uh, since we last spoke, your team is, is a number five seed, going to take on New Richmond in the first round. You look at the brackets, we always kind of like to look ahead and see where we could end up. Uh, there's a potential matchup with the top seed at Roger Bacon looming in the district final. So that's that's got that's down the road potentially. Uh, what was your reaction and what was the coach's reactions to the draw and where they are and potentially seeing Roger Bacon in the district final? Yeah, I, I, you know, our coach, Rachel Smith, was um, pretty happy with her draw. Um, fifth seed, New Richmond, and the winner of McNick or North College Hill if we get past uh, New Richmond. And, you know, at some point, you got to play the the best. And right now, Roger Bacon is that seed and uh, – if we can get to that game, you know, we just hope that we can be healthy and have our whole team. Uh, it feels like that's been kind of the, the story of the season. Uh, as, as soon as we have everybody that that's on our roster at, at the same game, let, let's see how we, 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 uh, we can play. So hopefully now with the tournament 
um, around the corner. As you mentioned, we open with New Richmond next Thursday uh, up at uh, West Claremont at 730. And um, you know, we, we just want our, our full team by then and, and kind of see what happens. But sure, if we get to that sectional championship game uh, against Roger Bacon, we know we're going to have to play our best basketball, but it's possible. And uh, we, I don't think we've played our best basketball yet. And um, that would be a great game to play our best basketball and come out on top. And it, and even before that, you've still got a chance to win a league title uh, on the girls' side. You also have a really good shot at winning the league title on the boys' side, especially coming off of Monday night's huge road win uh, at Wyoming. And win that game 56-50. to 50. Jump out on them early. Actually took a nine-point lead at the end of the first quarter and really kind of a seesaw battle back and forth. But you get the win there. They're now you're 5-0 in the league. A seven and one overall, but uh, doesn't get any easier for you because you have Taylor coming uh, tonight, actually, uh, as currently scheduled. And Taylor looking for revenge. You know, you just beat them a couple of weeks ago. It's their only loss in the league. They're six and one, and on the C- in the CHL, they're thirteen and three overall. They've had a really really fine season. You look back to that first matchup, and just a couple of weeks ago, you hold Taylor to twenty nine percent from the floor and one of their lowest scoring outputs. Uh, of the season. Can it be an advantage for your team knowing that they're going to see a team in Taylor and knowing they shut them down just less than two weeks ago? Yeah, that that's a, a good question. The, the fact is when we went to Taylor, we played really, really well and they didn't. And we know we're going to get a different team this time around, just coming off a, a big emotional key win for us last night, you know, against Wyoming, which was a lot of fun, obviously, for us. Um, and I, I would be shocked if any one of our coaches or our kids are, are looking past Taylor. They know a fight's coming tonight. Um, you, you know, you can always get in that, fall in that kind of all your adrenaline was last night and, and you're not ready for tonight. I don't think that's going to be the case. It, 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 they know how much is on the line. They know how good Taylor is. But all year, I, I think if you talk to Tim Birch, our head coach, We've prided ourselves on defense. We have some really good defenders. We have some uh, kids that really shoot the ball well too. But if we can play defense the way that we play defense really most of the year, then that's going to give us the best chance. And um, again, golly, Taylor's good and it's going to be tough for us tonight. But uh, again, like the girls, it's all right in front of us. I know Taylor plays us in Wyoming twice. And of course we have Wyoming one more time. Uh, the league's up in the air. It, it's been fun. It's been a great CHL boys and girls uh, league, yeah. even with all the, the scheduling kind of getting messed up and rescheduling. It's It's been a lot of fun for Indian Hill basketball, for sure. Looking ahead a little bit on the schedule, originally we were slated to take on West Claremont this coming Saturday. That is not happening. West, Claremont's, West Claremont, I think, I believe has actually gone into quarantine. And so we look to fill the schedule, and, boy, you picked up a doozy. To try and to try and fill it, you're going to take on LaSalle out of the GCL uh, on Saturday instead. This is a pretty good litmus test, especially late in the regular season. I think, and for me, I'm looking at this as a really good opportunity to have your team get a good idea of what to expect when they get to the postseason. Is that is that what the coaches were thinking here? Yeah, to, to quote Coach Birch, I think he said, "Heck yeah, why not?" You know, kind of thing. We, <laughs> We had a St. X scheduled earlier in the year that that was canceled due to our shutdown. And, uh, you know, heck, why not? They're, they're one of the top programs around. 
Brian Meyer over there is a good buddy of mine. And I caught him and I said, can you give us the game? And they obviously happen to be open as well. And they said, why not? So they're coming over here to the village of Indian Hill on Saturday night. And we're going to give them our best effort. You know, we played Cuff Cath earlier in the year. Like I said, we had St. X on the schedule, West, Cla West Claremont on the schedule. So uh, we see it as um, a fun game for our kids to be able to play in. And as you said, a, a litmus test, we may have some tired legs with the, I think we have nine games in 15 days or, or something like that. But but to have an opportunity to play a top program like LaSalle, we, we wanted to jump on that for our, our kids and really our community, even though it's not the same kind of fan base we're used to having um, and, and our seniors. I mean, to be able to go out their senior year in a, in a game like that, I, I think it's was, was pretty important. Aren't you glad you're not on the floor and having to play nine games in 15 days? <laughs> I, no, no doubt about it. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know how they're holding up, but um, you know, they're doing a great job. And, and it's, like I said, it's been so much fun on the boys and girls side for basketball and, yeah. and just bless those kids for giving it all they have every, every single day. Well, and so the boys, you know, they're going to host LaSalle on Saturday, but the night before, you're going to host uh, Finneytown, and that's also going to serve as a senior night there for your cheerleading squad and, and your one uh, senior diver. We look at the schedule here, and we see there are still some more home games scheduled uh, at this point. What went into the decision to go ahead and honor your senior cheerleaders on this night against Finneytown? Yeah, just with, with all the restrictions that we have, we're trying to break it up a little bit and not have everybody the same night. The boys will be the following Friday night, uh, which is our last home game versus Wyoming. And just to give those seniors a, a little more of an opportunity to have their family present. You know, we, we are limited by the capacity rules and, you know, by splitting it up, we can, we can try to have the best experience for all of our seniors. And um, it, it just seemed the, like the right way to handle it this year. Lastly, before I let you go, there's a lot of stuff going on around Indian Hill really uh, all week long, as we've noted here on the podcast today. There's also a pretty big football game coming up this Sunday that I know, uh, you know, everybody's going to be watching. You know, Tom Brady's now at home in Tampa, which is still weird. Uh, Chiefs going for another ring here. Can you uh, give us some insight here what you think is going to happen uh, in well, the big game? And, and, and also, are, are you going to have like a like a huge spread uh, at the at the Phelps house? Uh We'll probably have a little skyline dip or something like that, but you know, there you go. Brady and I are the same age. So, you know, I got to go, go with the old guy and um, you know, but my little guy at home, I actually, all we, I have four kids, three daughters and, and, and a, a little guy that's a kindergarten. They're chiefs fans. They love Patrick Mahomes and Tyree kills. So there might be a little fight in the household um, in the old, the old and the new, but what, what a fun matchup, you, you know, and, yeah. and really kind of what that does, it, it, it crosses a couple different generations. You have the young kind of, um, you know, crowd that that's grown up with a Patrick Mahomes, which is so much fun to watch. And then you have kind of the older crowd that have watched Tom Brady for 20 years play. And so it should be a fun game. I, I would, I, I would give the edge to, to Kansas city. Um, but, and I, I really don't care who wins. I, I, I guess I'm <laughs> I think one of the, Brady uh, to just win as many as he can before he retires. 
he's halfway on to the second hand as far as rings go if he's able to uh, get it done here one of the to think about for fans though if you if you remember and you remember this as well as i do uh, steve young great quarterback for the 49ers he was inducted into the hall of fame at age 43 and here is tom brady in his 58th super bowl at the age of 43 it's crazy what he's been uh, been able to do so we'll be tuned into that and uh, we'll be tuned into how everything shakes out in in chl play you know basketball you know the diving's getting going here Raylan coward still does all kinds of things that look anatomically impossible but uh, we'll be checking in on her and all things uh, indian hill next week brian once again we appreciate the time all right thank you have a great week Absolutely. That is Brian Phelps, athletic director at Indian Hill High School, joining us for this week in Indian Hill Braves Athletics here on IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.